hello there and welcome to the iFormerX podcast. My name is Stuart Haynes and I'm your host. iFormerX is a community of practice for ambulatory care and community pharmacists where we explore the evidence that informs practice. If this is the first time you're tuning into our podcast, be sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app and join our community of practice by visiting iforumrx.org. Membership in iForumRx is free and any health professional is welcome to join. So sign up today. In today's episode, we're going meta. Uh, This is a podcast about podcasts. One of our most popular features on iFormerX is the top 10 things every clinician should know commentaries that we've commissioned some really smart people to write up a high-level, succinct summary about the top 10 things every clinician should know about various therapeutic areas, monitoring devices, and disease states. But in our most recent top 10 things every clinician should know, I asked our guests, Dr. Elizabeth Hearn and Dr. Elizabeth Yett, to tell us about their favorite podcasts. So today I get to pick their brains about some of their favorites and why they listen to these podcasts regularly. Now, you might not agree with their top picks, and and if you have a favorite podcast that you regularly listen to for professional development purposes, then head on over to the iFormerX website and post a comment. Dr. Hearn is an ambulatory care pharmacy specialist who practices at Baylor Scott & White Community Care Clinic in Fort Worth and is also on faculty full-time with the University of North Texas Health Science Center. College of Pharmacy in Fort Worth, Texas, and then just down the road, which in Texas is like several hundred miles, but in Tyler, Texas, Dr. Elizabeth Yett is a clinical pharmacy specialist who practices at Tyler Cardiovascular Consultants and is on faculty at the University of Texas at Tyler, Ben and Mady Fish College of Pharmacy. I had the pleasure of working with both of these fine ladies as they completed their PGY2 ambulatory care pharmacy practice residency here at the University of Mississippi. And both Dr. Hearn and Dr. Yet have been frequent contributors to iFormerX. So great to have you, Elizabeth and Elizabeth, back on our show today. Welcome. Thank you so much for having us here today, Stuart. This is such a fun and unique topic. So I'm really happy to chat about pharmacy podcasts today. Yes, I'm so happy to be here. It feels like a little University of Mississippi reunion and just a couple of podcast people talking about podcasts. So I'm very excited as well. So before we get too deep into today's discussion, I believe this is the first time I've had two guests on the show who have the same first name. So rather than call the two of you E squared, (laughs) I'm wondering if either of you go by a nickname that I could use. Well, as you mentioned, we were in residency together. I was a PGY2 resident while Elizabeth Hearn was a PGY1. And so something that we we picked up in residency was since my last name is Yet, I went by Yeti and then Elizabeth Hearn went by Betty. So we can be Betty and Yeti today. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, let's talk about podcasting. I know that both of you are avid listeners of podcasts. Tell me about your first podcast, the one that you really got into and listened to regularly. And what is it about the medium that you really like? 
Well, just like many folks out there, I first got into listening to podcasts when I found true crime podcasts. I listened to Serial, and then I kind of leaned into Crime Junkie and several other popular shows. But really, my favorite part of podcasts is just that they're really easily accessible, especially for me. I had a lot of reading fatigue. I used to love reading, but really fell out of the habit during pharmacy school. And I've had a hard time picking it back up since then. But podcasts kind of let me fill that void. They help me learn new things, hear new stories or even keep up with pop culture or the news. And I can do it while I'm driving in the car, cleaning the house or exercising. So most shows also update regularly, which there's always something new to learn or a new chapter to enjoy. So it's just so easy. And usually it's completely free, which is really nice. And I myself am a little bit newer to the podcast game, and I really wasn't starting to listen to them regularly until residency. So we got involved with Stuart in the Pharmacy Forward podcast while I was in residency. And then since I knew I was helping with that, I thought I should probably go back and listen to all the podcasts that they'd done previously. And so it was really helpful for me as someone getting involved with podcasts, getting to work with people who who had more familiarity with it. Kind of like Betty mentioned, it's really easy to get into them once you find one that's of interest to you. I myself do a lot of long distance driving. And so I used to have an old car where I had to rig a speaker up to be able to listen to podcasts. And I recently got a new car and could listen to them through my, my fancy audio with my new car. And so it was a really big deal for me. It's just something that no matter what amount of time you have, you can easily fit in a podcast to learn something new to take away from that day. So let's talk about some of the podcasts you recommend for professional development purposes. In your commentary, you list a wide variety of podcasts produced by different people and organizations. And what are some of the features that you look for when you're looking for a, quote, good podcast? That's a great question. I think Everybody is going to have a different definition of what they think makes up a good podcast. But for me, consistency is really important. I like podcasts that have a set release date, so I know when to anticipate them and can kind of schedule out my listening. I also think podcasts should know their audience. I may not need to listen to the same podcast as an emergency medicine pharmacist or even a pharmacy student. So a good podcast really targets their listeners, and I think that's very important. But on a more personal preference here... I enjoy knowing the general episode length. I don't want 10-minute episodes one time and then hour-long episodes the next time. So a good example is Pharmacy Focus. They're always about 10 minutes long. They're consistently released every other week, and they have topics that I think are relevant to me. So again, those are my personal preferences, and that may be different for others. I think it's also important to really find a podcast that fits what you're looking for in the moment. So one of the first podcasts I listened to was Memorizing Pharmacology, which is really just a great way to help you study for the NAPLEX. I listened to it as a pharmacy student. It helped me learn drug name pronunciation or memory tools before the NAPLEX. And then later on, I transitioned to listening to the Postgraduate Pharmacist, which was really good for me when I was pursuing residency, helping with things like building a CV or choosing between residency and fellowship. So knowing also what you're looking for and what your needs are in the moment is really a good way to nail down what podcast you should be listening to. And to kind of offer a different perspective from Betty's, I am okay with a more sporadic, more chaotic output of podcasts. So to me, it doesn't matter the length that it is. It doesn't matter the frequency with which they come out, mostly because my own life is kind of chaotic and sporadic. So I am, am able to keep up with a podcast that kind of keeps me on my toes. 
And I think the main thing that I'm looking for in a podcast is something that just is a little bit lively, a little bit fun, a little bit interesting that I can use as a conversation starter. So something that's especially important for me would be hearing about different people's career paths or career stories, how they got to where they are today as I'm able to fit them into my schedule. So one of the podcasts that you list on your top 10 list is the Farm 5 podcast, which is actually produced by you, Betty Hearn. And I've listened to several of the episodes over the past few months, and I I really like the succinct, to-the-point summaries of the latest news in pharmacy practice. But I know producing a podcast is a lot of work. So, uh, Betty, I'm wondering what inspired you to create the podcast. And as a fellow podcaster, what do you view as the personal and professional benefits for you? I'll be honest with you. I got a lot of my inspiration from you, Stuart. I know you didn't invite me here to toot your horn, but it is very true. Yeti already mentioned that the three of us worked together on the Pharmacy Forward podcast, which I really enjoyed. And when I moved into my new position here in Fort Worth, I really loved the idea of podcasting, but I was just so new and I didn't really know all the resources that I had available just yet. So I knew from our time together that it requires a lot of hard work. A lot of hard work goes in producing a long, thoughtful, guest-oriented podcast. And I decided I needed to parse mine down to a bit more bite-sized pieces. And that's exactly where I ended up. A short little nugget of information just once a week to help me or help others stay up to date in the ever-changing pharmacy news world. And I tried combing through existing podcasts, and there just really wasn't anything that's short and sweet. So I knew then that it was something I could contribute to the already pretty robust pharmacy podcasting world. Luckily, I've had the full support of my university since then, and I've really been able to take the idea and run with it. The smaller, quicker kind of turnaround podcast style has allowed me to loop in students every week with virtually no training or orientation time. They can pick it up pretty quickly. And most of my news is aimed at ambulatory care or community pharmacy practitioners, which are generally topics that students feel more comfortable with. So it's really become a fun tool to give students some kind of low pressure research experience during the script writing process or even some face time behind the microphone. And I guess that would be voice time behind the microphone. (laughs) Well, before we wrap up today, I'm wondering if you use podcasts as a teaching tool with students and residents. Can you give me some examples of how you've used podcast episodes in your classroom teaching or perhaps with learners who have been assigned to you for a practice-based experience? You know, it's so funny that you ask this because to be so into podcasts myself and apart from having students help with my own podcasts, I really haven't used podcasts as a teaching tool. Uh, I remember a colleague of ours, Dr. Ha Fan, she's also at the University of Mississippi. She does use podcasts with her Appy students. And we were just talking about how she does it because I was trying to bounce ideas off of her. She said she assigns one to two professional development related podcasts every week. And then she and her Appy students will discuss every Friday of the rotation. And then the last week, she lets students pick their own podcasts. And she said so far, she's been really pleased. So it's a really interesting tactic. And I think students kind of like that it's a change from the normal assignments for students. She did mention to me that she would like to explore more topics that are related to ambulatory care, like podcasts that center around guideline updates or practice pearls. So if anyone's actually thinking about starting a new show, there you go. Take the idea and run with it. And it could be something that students would incorporate into their rotations or even the classroom. 
So this is something that I've really been trying to intentionally work on with my advanced pharmacy practice experience students. So a lot of the podcasts that ended up on our top 10 list, I had found myself in researching what podcasts I could have my P4 students listen to. And so how I've incorporated it is I have my students do a topic discussion on a cardiology topic once per week. And so I encourage them to look into these different types of podcasts to see if they can find anything that's relevant to that topic discussion. So they have an additional resource or additional tool to let their fellow students know about. It kind of started very spontaneously. And then I found out that my students were then sharing that podcast with their friends who might be doing a topic discussion for a different rotation. And so I really appreciated their willingness to incorporate this into their own learning. And they did give me feedback that it was something unique and interesting and fun that they had not had any other preceptor bring up to them. I've also been able to incorporate podcasts into some of my lectures. I do an introduction to ambulatory care for our third year pharmacy students. And I know Pharmacy Forward put out a kind of trio of podcasts all about ambulatory care and kind of expanding the frontiers of practice. And so I, I list those as resources. We don't spend time listening to them in class, but for, especially for those students who are interested in ambulatory care, I want to make sure that they have something after leaving class. And then lastly, this is something I haven't incorporated yet, but I think I will in the future. We recently had our first year pharmacy students do a shadowing experience with us. And they got to spend five hours with me and my APPI students in clinic. And I did have one student who showed a great interest in ambulatory care. So at the time, I did not think to refer the student to some podcasts, but I'm hoping I can follow up with them. So that way, if they are interested, they can begin to get some more information and really expand their scope of knowledge of ambulatory care, even as just a first-year pharmacy student. Well, Betty and Yeti, this is awesome. I want to thank you for compiling this top 10 list of great podcasts that every clinician should know about to keep abreast of the latest in ambulatory care practice. You know, the list isn't exhaustive and, and your favorite might not be on the list. So visit the iFormerX website at iFormerX.org and tell us about the podcast that you find invaluable and why. Remember, only iFormerX members can post comments and use the interactive features on our website. So be sure to become a member of iFormerX. It's free and all health professionals and those studying to become a health professional are welcome to join. And before I sign off today, I want to thank my friends at the Virginia Commonwealth University, particularly Dave Dixon, Evan Sisson, Rachel Fury, Kelly Goode, Lauren Pamelopati, and many, many PGY2 residents who over the years have contributed in many ways to the success of iFormerX. If you are not aware of the cutting edge stuff they're doing in ambulatory care and community pharmacy practice at VCU, you should. And if you're a student or resident at VCU, I encourage you to get to know this special group of practitioners and consider ambulatory care as a potential career path. Well, until next time, this is Stuart Haynes, editor in chief of iFormerX, signing off. Mm -hmm.